Rebound, score! Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia still on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... The Golden Knights are an absolute wagon, Chapman. The Golden Knights have put up 17 goals in three games since returning to the ice after the bye week and the NHL All-Star break. You love the offensive production from the Golden Knights, but the defensive aspect of where this team is at right now I think is maybe getting lost a little bit here. So we'll explore that a little bit later on in the show. But as we do every single Monday, first block belongs to you. It is our Ask the Insiders segment. And boy, oh boy, I'm curious to see where everyone's at right now with this Vegas Golden Knights team. Winners of three straight, 17 goals for just four against It's been a fantastic run, so I want to know where you're at right now. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. We want to hear from you. I expect wall-to-wall Carls. We've got lines open. The Golden Knights have won three straight, and they are scoring goals. They are defending well, and they are putting a lot of emphasis on, really for me, clean breakouts, and doing the right things, playing to the identity that Bruce Cassidy is looking for. We'll get some audio from Bruce Cassidy later on in the program. Might talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. And we've got one-timers in our number two. 702-876-1340. This is your segment. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, someone said wagon, I believe. 17-4. to That's a nice goal differential. We could take that a little bit longer. Uh, I think San Jose is beatable. Then it's uh, tougher, obviously, mm-hmm. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay on Saturday. Uh, I've, I've got to bring up to this audience something that uh, I had kind of touched on with you, Ryan. And is Darren filming uh, TV commercials? Where did he go? Darren will be here a little bit later on. Okay. At any rate, uh, you've got, and you've used this, you've said this to me on the postgame show, and you're, I'm sure you're right, but you've got two goalies uh, in Bressois and Hill, Mm -hmm. who played a total of 201 games in their NHL careers. Mm -hmm. Now, they've had time to establish themselves as NHL goalies. They are definitely that. What they haven't done is ever establish themselves as starters. Can either one of these people lead us to a Stanley Cup? Well, I I mean... I think that there's so much more than just who you've got in goal that that has to break your way to win a Stanley Cup. And, you know, you're looking at it through the lens of Aiden Hill and and, and Loren Brossois. Logan Thompson's not expected to miss the, the rest of the regular season. You you would make the the argument, and I think the, the understanding that Logan Thompson will likely be back, and 
I don't think that you're going to go in a different direction when he's free and available. I think Aiden, uh, Logan Thompson just becomes your number one when he's healthy and ready to go. And you hope that Aiden Hill kind of takes this as an opportunity to to prove that he can be more than than a tandem goaltender or whatever the case may be. But um, as far as needing to be a number one or take a team to to the Stanley Cup final or win a Stanley Cup, uh, I think you just got to be able to get consistent starts night in and night out. And Aiden Hill has been able to do that so far this season for the Golden Knights. There's going to be a heavier workload right now, but he's got to be equal to the task. And we know Lauren Brossois has been able to do it. The, the beauty of it is neither one of them have to be a number one. They've just got to go out there and take care of their own game when they get to play because right now Logan Thompson's out of the lineup. And you had made it clear either last night or the game before that maybe our draft capital is better used to get a uh, an effective forward. I, I don't think the Golden Knights should be looking for goaltending at the trade deadline. Okay. Especially given the the understanding that we the, we don't expect Logan Thompson to be out for the rest of the regular season, then then what do you do when everyone's healthy? Say you go out and you make a trade for a goaltender. Like what do you do then? You you muddy the track a little bit more when I don't think that you need to muddy the track. So I think you just roll with Aiden Hill and Loren Brassois. That's why you have those three goaltenders within your organization and you trust your organizational depth. Well, and the thing you you and I also have talked about are the primary and secondary assists. And I want to make sure I ask this audience and you again, and I was going to ask Darren about it too. Um, you have proven to me, at, at least I believe now, that secondary assists do have a value and should be noted. The only question I have is, and maybe even Chris knows this, is there a place to go on the official NHL stat sheet that separates primary from secondary assists? Ooh, on the official NHL stat sheet, I I don't. I mean, when the when the when the goals and the assists are listed out, they're listed out with the primary assist first. The secondary assist is obviously secondary. So, like, if you go into NHL.com or you look at the score sheet from that 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 game. You'll see it listed out as the goal scorer, and then you'll have primary assist first, secondary assist second. Okay, but for that game, yes. But if a guy has 43 assists for the season and 27 of them are primary, that's a more valuable player, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I think that you can make the argument one way or another, but you've still got to create plays, right? Like, even secondary assists are important to the, to the grand scheme of things. You've got to have somebody make the play. And just because they pass the puck to, uh, they 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 touch the puck twice or, or twice removed from the actual goal scorer doesn't necessarily mean that they're not valuable. I, I is there is there a direction you're going with this in terms of a player? No, no. I well, yes and no. Uh, I guess the first direction is Phil Kessel last year with Arizona. Uh-huh. He had something like forty whatever assists. But I wonder how many of them are primary, and that's not even the issue. It's just that's the name that comes to mind immediately. I just wonder where you could go on the stat sheet for the season and find out if there's a difference between primary and secondary. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. I, I know individual games, and you know from that perspective, uh, I'll take Phil Kessel's scoring goals. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, I'm telling you right now, like, Everything, all the plays, every point, it, it all matters. It, it all determines value, but there's a lot more than just you know, looking at primary, secondary, all that stuff. But I'll, I'll dig in a little bit deeper, Mike, and see if there's a spot that I can point you to 
that um, that puts me in the right direction. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm fantastic. So, uh, fun fun weekend, fun, uh, fun game. My daughter was at it with my husband, and they had a blast. Um, you know, could, couldn't... Couldn't ask for more those first three games coming out of the All-Star break. Um, you know, Aiden Hill is showing that he'll be able to stand tall and hold the goalie spot down mm-hmm. while uh, LT is out. You know, just hoping for the best that LT, you know, that week to week is shorter rather than longer. But, mm-hmm. you know, right now I uh, have faith in Aiden Hill, and uh, LT has been showing uh, pretty well in Henderson uh, from what I've seen of the record. So, mm-hmm. You know, that's good. But I have a beef with Chapman, who <laughs> I, I believe people who listen most of the time know I'm usually a pretty big supporter of Chapman. Yes. So, yep. Chapman, you can't say that you're the voice of the fans <laughs> and then encourage people to leave early to beat traffic. They would have missed three goals last night if they left early. So, um, Stephanie, I, I think this will come as no surprise to you, but Chapman has actually left the studio early. So he didn't have to get yelled at by you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You, you've got to, you've got to give me some some time here, because Chapman, <laughs> Chapman, in the middle of being chastised for encouraging fans to leave early, Chapman leaves the studio early so that he doesn't have to hear this from you. So Stephanie, Chapman is now oh, back. That worked out great. Yeah, no, I know you were trying to ditch out on that. No, too? no, I had to go let uh, our illustrious Darren Millard in, in the building. <laughs> So, Stephanie, go ahead. Let Chapman have it. Chap- Chapman, you need to let Darren into the building and let yourself into the doghouse. Whoa. <laughs> Chapman, you can't be the voice of the fans. That's what Stephanie said. If yeah. you're going to encourage yeah. people to leave early to listen, beat listen. traffic, which it doesn't even make any sense because every if everyone leaves at the same time, you're not beating anything. You're well, just going to sit in you're the traffic. traffic. You're the traffic. Listen, I, I it worked out perfect for me because I had zero issue getting out of the parking garage yesterday. There was that's all I cared about. Me. You it, stay after twenty five minutes. Yeah, but a lot you of never times have an issue. No, no, that's not true. Oh come Can on. Can somebody Chapman. bring me up to date with with what has transpired here? Okay, so here's the deal. Chris Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Thought it would be funny. And that, that's the only take I have on this. He thought it'd be funny yesterday to tweet out like, "Ah, this oh, one's over. Tweet. Go ahead yeah. and leave." Yeah, it was like it was like five to one at that point with like five minutes to go in the game. You know Th- what? Uh, three goals happened, Chapman. Well, they weren't Anaheim's goals. Only one of them was, and it's not like they came. So why back. would you? I mean, you want to miss Anaheim goals. You don't want to miss Knights goals. What about enjoying a moment, enjoying a game in which yeah, you don't have to be exactly. stressed out, you don't have to be gripping the edge of your seat, you well, can just sit back and go, we are the best, this is yesterday, amazing. Yesterday, Instead, the you fans want to skip over out. Here. It, it was an exception to the rule. No, it's not. Because of what was transpiring at 3.30 in the afternoon. By there the way, was why, no bigger shame, game. Shame on the NHL for Vegas scheduling Anaheim. that game. It was oh. the only game. It was the only game. It was the, it was the last game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So so shame on them for scheduling a Sunday afternoon game on the Super Bowl. I did the post game show on TV. I know. And still got home in time for, to watch the start of the game. Yeah, I I barely made it. So, but but why? 
I did, and, and believe th- this will be strange, but the post game show happens after the game is finished, yeah, right? I and, have, and, and I still made it home. But I have to obligations the after the game. the game too. Yeah, you, uh, he, Stephanie, good on you. Darren absolutely well left the rink well after done. you did, and still yeah. made it on time. I I probably have a well. I made the mistake of also trying to check out Tropicana and no, see how. Oh, see that's it. Yeah, Stephanie, you're encouraging people to check out the Tropicana no, instead I, of watching I, some gold. I figured it would at at that time of day. Th- 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 no disaster. A season high goals and and win seven two three in a row, and you make this about you. It's always about me. How long Amazing. have you known me? Amazing. How long have you known Amazing. me? On brand. Yeah. I want I want Ryan's wife to deliver some peanut butter cupcakes to the studio. Fair. No, 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 no. For, for, for you and no. me, Darren. Peanut, peanut we're, butter, we're, peanut butter, and jelly. Yes, cupcakes, peanut butter. Scott, when man. we're celebrating our twenty-seven thousand dollar victory, you know, we need some peanut butter and jelly cupcakes. You just lost half yours. <laughs> no, he's not getting any. Pulling rank right <laughs> now. Stephanie, you got anything else for us? No, just Chat Chapman's in the doghouse. He doesn't get to be the voice of the fans for a little bit. Hey, what was your favorite part about the the seven-two win? Because there was a lot of layers oh, to that oh, thing. Oh, oh, easily, easily Amadio's goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nasty. Absolutely nasty. Just, it, it I don't like know something... how many times I've watched the highlight of that. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I broke it down, too, uh, trying to figure out exactly how Gibson ended up so far away from the net, considering Amadio came from the behind the goal line, and the coverage that was there, and the stick handling. And it, the closest thing I can compare it to is something in practice. Where he was able to tuck it in, and uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, good on you uh, for recognizing Michael Amadio. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it. There's Stephanie on the VGK Insider Show seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Stephen in Australia took a little bit of time for those seven goals to get down your way, but uh, you must have been loving every minute of that laugher. Well, given how early puck drop was um, because of the Super Bowl, I didn't get to see any any single one of them, unfortunately. Uh, the, the joys of stopping for for one single football game. It was a great game, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it, it wasn't in my hockey time, and I don't like that. Um, so I've got a couple of things today, and I'm going to apologize now to um, to Chapman in advance because I might be stealing his um, catching up with Chapman here. But overnight, um, uh, Jacob Zanko, uh, the Chechen uh, international footballer, has come out as gay and as the highest uh, profile uh, footballer in the men's game to do so to date. And I guess how far off do all of you think that we are from seeing an NHL player do so? Because there's no doubt that there is at least one, if not yeah. more. Like Statistically, there has to be at least one exactly. in the league, mm-hmm. yeah. um, just based on demographics. And then I guess the second thing I need to say is this is actually probably going to be the last time I'm listening into the show for a while. It's probably going to be the last time I'm actually calling uh, into the show for a while. Um, I, uh, I've got my first full-time job in the media industry, and as a result, my schedule is going to change drastically, and I won't have time to listen to as many podcasts as I do now. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you for, um, you know, for entertaining me and educating me and, you know, just, I guess, being friends, because I, I consider you guys friends. You, 
you're amazing people and I love and I love all of you and you know rest in peace Frank you know he, he helped you know he was the first um, host I guess when I started and you know so, so for everyone who's been part of the Insiders uh, show over the years I genuinely appreciate every single one of you we'll check back in with us every now and then will you okay <laughs> promise of course of course I'm not, I'm not gone forever it's yeah. going to be very few and far between, unfortunately. Right. Congratulations uh, on the job, by the way. Absolutely, and uh, and we'll make sure that uh, that we're connected to you. It's not just a one way street on, on that. Uh, as far as uh, uh, hockey players and uh, and and coming out, uh, Brock McGillis, a former national or hockey leaguer and professional hockey player, uh, has come out. He's uh, very. Uh, Vocal on on social media, uh, Luke Prokop, uh, part of the Nashville Predators organization, uh, has come out. So I, I think we're seeing uh, some progress in that side. I hope it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's tonight. I, I hope it's before we're off the air. Uh, but you're right that uh, it does exist, and the more accepting that we can be, and more welcoming in that regard, uh, I think would would make it uh, it happen sooner than than later. But uh, this is all all progress in, in my mind. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Darren. I think that you know you you have to create this this you know, ecosystem where, where you've, you've got people that feel comfortable, comfortable enough to continue uh, to kind of speak their truth and, and be who they are. And I think that that's, that's growing within the game. But, you know, as Darren said, I, I hope that it happens sooner than later and that it, it's just a, another situation where you're able to, to bring people to a place where they're comfortable just being and existing as, as who they are. Awesome stuff. Uh, Stephen in Australia enjoying that 7-2 victory, and he always brings just a slightly different angle to what we're talking mm. about, and uh, that is uh, status quo on his latest call. So appreciate that. Makes us uh, address things that uh, that aren't front and center. Uh, so that's perfect. Uh, 7-2. And you've got 17-4 in the last three games as we keep the lines open, 702-876-1340. The three wins in a row have been impressive, and they, they're kind of one up on each other. The first game was Chandler and his line. The second game was Jack and his line. Yesterday, it was wall-to-wall across the board uh, with players dipping into the uh, the offense. And we're, I told Kelly McCrimmon, I've never seen anything like it where three games in a row, you don't have these uh, multiple goal scores per game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, the, the balance of it has been extraordinary. Yeah, it really has. And, you know, you, you kind of talk about how it's grown, right? You had a third line dominant performance, and then you had Jack Eichel getting on the board and Paul Cotter in your top line coming through for you. And then. Yesterday, it was everybody everybody in on the action. And you had multi-point performers for sure, but you have seven different goal scorers. And that's the beauty of, of what the Golden Knights are able to do right now is that they're getting production everywhere. The Nashville game, 5-1, five, five mm-hmm. different goal scorers. Yeah. The Minnesota game, 5-1, five, five different goal scorers. Yesterday, 7-2, seven, seven different goal scorers. Yeah. It's bizarre. It is, yes. Given the the amount of talent uh, that that is is involved with this team, where you could see somebody like Jonathan Marshall or Riley mm-hmm. Smith or mm-hmm. Jack Eichel or Paul Cotter uh, get get hot and and have one of these blow out the carbon type games, and that that hasn't happened. Multiple points is great, but sure. and, but it wasn't even like somebody had a four pointer yesterday. No, I know, I know. I like, and, and I'll take, I'll take. Two points a night from, yeah. from you know the likes of Jack Eichel. I'll take Paul Cotter scoring a goal two, three, four nights in a row over 
you know, a hat trick within one game, like especially when you kind of factor in what the Golden Knights were up against and, and, and how they were not able to produce at the clip you'd like them to going into the break, the fact that they're able to find this consistently has been nice. Now, you're, you're, you're looking at how the, the lines are balanced. You're looking at kind of how this team's been able to roll over four lines, and they're getting contributions and, and really strong play from everybody. It, it makes you think about early in the season when the Golden Knights were 13-2, and two, when this team was just able to go out play their game, and overwhelm other teams. Call right now to 702-876-1340 and tell me who the hottest Golden Knight is <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, three wins in a row, two of them on the road, back home where there was no letdown like we saw earlier this year. Mm-hmm. They kept it going in the right direction. But I honestly want to know from you, who's the hottest Vegas Golden Knight right now? Is it Will Carrier? Is it Jack Eichel who scored in consecutive games? Paul Cotter who scored in consecutive games. There you go. Michael Amadio who scored Alex in consecutive Petrangelo games. Alex Petrangelo who scored a couple of goals in this stretch. I I don't know who to put my hand on and, and declare <laughs> as the hottest Vegas goal tonight. Uh, yes, I agree. I, I don't know either because who is it to you? I don't. I I don't know that I can I don't know that I can give one. I I've loved the plays Jack Eichel's making. I've loved the contribution that you're getting from Will Carrier. I think Phil Kessel's playing some of his best hockey yeah. as a Vegas Golden Knight. Like there's no shortage. Now Carrier and Jack to me. In terms of of impact, I, I think you're you're probably right on the money. You've got Jack Eichel who's doing some great things. The the, the two setups for Paul Cotter over the last two games have been impressive plays. Jack Eichel holding onto the puck in Minnesota, and then Jack Eichel going to work and and recycling a puck and and making plays in the offensive zone early on in the game. So I don't have any issue going Jack Eichel. Two callers on the phone. Two uh, lines are open. Let's start with Rob. Who's the hottest uh, Vegas Golden Knight right now? Carrier is the hottest. Why do you I, say that? I think, I, I think he's been uh, overall the, the best player all year. He he brings the passion. He brings the hitting. And you could see, I think he's also taken over now that Stone's going to be out. He, he kind of filled that void, and the coach loves him. So I, I think he's, he's the hottest player. The coach does love him. You're right. The coach even complimented his curling game when we were in Minnesota. <laughs> That's how much the coach loves him uh, right now. I will be perfectly honest, and I would say this to Will if he was standing in this room. Well, I didn't foresee uh, a time when somebody would call up the VGK Insider Show and say, you have filled the void for Mark Stone, which is a great compliment to Will Carrier uh, being in that conversation. Uh, well done. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, line open on the VGK Insider Show. Who do we have on uh, line number three? Charlie. Charlie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show, buddy. I, I, I echo the same statement. I think Carrier's been their most valuable player this year. He gives them the intensity, and we didn't realize he had goal-scoring ability, but he's coming through. He's one of the few guys who get his nose bloody and go in front of the net to get goals. But he seems to you know, incite the team with his energy level, and he'll hit somebody. Uh, he's fast. Uh, I'm just pleasantly surprised at what a great year he's having compared to the last couple of years where he was basically a hitter on the fourth line. You see yesterday's Phil Kessel goal? In which, yes. All right. Yes. So, so Carrier <laughs> is the guy in front of that. And this is what I love about traffic 
in the uh, in the other team's zone. You don't have to be Joe Pavelski tipping pucks in all over the place to cause chaos in, in front of the net. It happened a couple of times during the game yesterday in which they were able to uh, find the back of the net. But Carrier takes that puck in the midsection. Mm-hmm. I don't know how close it was to the midsection, but it was in the midsection. Mm-hmm. And... It bounces over, and Kessel's able to to put it through. That's a guy just causing a distraction in front of the net, which is different than what we're talking about and being able to just flat-out score. So he's doing it multiple different ways, Charlie. Yeah. i also like to comment, I hope they don't make another uh, huge trade, uh, You know, put us back in salary cap hell. Uh, I hope they play with what they've got. I think uh, get the energy, if you get stoned back, but I don't want to see him breaking up the team and uh, going next year in the salary cap hell by picking up another shiny toy. Well, I think anything acquired would probably be on an expiring contract, which saves you from anything going forward unless you want to re-sign said player. But would you be on, on board with something like that? Possibly, but we've done a very poor job of drafting and having guys make an impact. Uh, best guy we ever drafted is Suzuki. We traded him. No, no, no. Not, much, not, uh, Charlie, I just in, want to correct uh, you there uh, or counter you there. That was a good pick that you turned you into know, that something was a good, else. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 that you we turned had, into we something else. It. But right now, I think the cover is kind of bare at the Silver Knights. We have a bunch of uh, you know nine you know nine guys on the fourth line uh, uh, taking up space, but don't contribute much. And I, I'm kind of disappointed that Brisson was going to be our uh, Savior this year. It looks like he's having real struggles, uh, you know, with the Silver Knight. Charlie, he's a first-year pro. Yeah, Just be patient. Time. Just be patient. All right. But 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 I, I love the comments. I love the feedback. Uh, I embrace it. Uh, we'll we'll have some give and take in this. 702-876-1340. Uh, two lines open right now. Who's the MVP of the last three games? Who's been their best player the last three games? With all the different goal scorers, I'm struggling to come up with somebody to say, They've led them out of the break and making this happen with all kinds of production. Yeah, I, I, Jack Eichel's been great. He's been so good. And, you know, we talk about. He might be the most important player he, as far as getting him going. He is. And, and the, the other aspect with Jack is when you, when you factor in all of the, all of the plays that he is driving, all of the stuff that he's creating, there could easily be multi-goal performances, multi-three, you know, four-point nights for Jack Eichel over the last three games. It, it's gone in for him the last couple, but I think he's made, he's made more plays than just the points would indicate. Ron, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Who's the hottest Vegas goal tonight this week? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Love your show, guys. My nomination is Aiden Hill. Sutting down the Nashville Predators, yep. coming in relief in the third period, holding the fourth, doing a good job against uh, the last game. Like and uh, he's my nominee. Our, our forwards are doing great, but he's my nominee. Uh, I love what you say because there is a comment made to me in Minnesota off the Nashville game from a member of the organization how complimentary they were and how important they thought it was that Aiden didn't allow more than one in Nashville, that he kept that one as a laugher. And then coming in and shutting the door, uh, he wasn't busy against Minnesota, but everything he looked at seemed to be a really challenging shot. And he he was perfect in that, which gives him confidence going into uh, a back-to-back situation. And he's played three games in a row, but he's now the guy. And, and being able to step up and and 
supply them with solid goaltending yesterday? That's a great answer. I, I was thinking more offensively, but I, I love that angle. All right, thanks, guys. Love the show. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call. 702-876-1340 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yes, Chapman. I want to echo the sentiments of Ron because I thought the play Aiden Hill made where he stopped. It was a 2-1 to one game, and there was a breakaway. Strom. Yep. Strom, and he, he stood tall, made the save, and it, it you know, it may may not have mattered in a seven to two final, but at that moment, not it, to, not it to was the, the biggest play of the game. Well, it was a two one game at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. So Strom scores that. It's, it's two two. Different. You've outplayed the opposition like crazy, and now you're thinking to yeah. yourself, it becomes uncomfortable. Uh, this be- and and that gives John Gibson more uh, motivation. There's there's a lot of things happen if he scores that goal and. Uh, just want to point out, Strom missed a shot on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going up top, and Hill read it up top, and Strom missed it, and it was down low. That's an easy puck that could slide through, through a yep. goaltender because of the delivery of that. It, it just fools you. But Hill made the adjustment on it and stopped the puck, which was even more impressive than just the breakaway save. Yeah, I'll be honest. I spent the majority of our post-game show yesterday talking about the importance of that save. Obviously, you, you need to score. Obviously, the, the five-goal outburst in the third period was fantastic for Vegas, but that was a key moment. That was a save that you needed, and you got it from your goalie. With Logan being out week to week, I think Aiden Hill needed that. He needed that that defining moment within the game, and he had it. He's a chill dude, too. <laughs> he really is. Ashley Vice calls him Chill Hill. That makes sense. Like, Actually, I, I don't know whether Ashley calls him that or not. I shouldn't. I shouldn't put that on her. She may not want that title, uh, that recognition. But somebody, uh, somebody called him Chill Hill today. I'd just like you to be right about it. Kaylee called him Chill Hill. Yeah, well, part of our social media that's team. That's close enough, right? That's pretty good. He was on nighttime at noon today, and, oh, yeah. uh, and he was fantastic. Uh, we, uh, we're we going to take a break. I, I just want to point out three votes for Will Carrier, one for Aiden Hill as the hottest Vegas Golden Knight this week at Aiden Hill with three straight appearances with a couple of victories and was perfect in relief of Logan Thompson and then Carrier getting it done with the goal scoring. And as a original, he's always going to get the benefit of the doubt when mm-hmm. it comes to some of the credit. He's also awesome. Like he, just the way that he plays the game, I'm right there with it. Uh, more on the Vegas Golden Knights win yesterday. We've got our game rating to come. Uh, we also have one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and some trade news percolating in the National Hockey League, and it involves a team just down the road. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Line of the day came from somebody at work. Won't mention their name. They were doing some other stuff during the third period, keeping one eye on the game, mm-hmm. one eye on the other stuff. And they said... We, we, we thought that the horn was either malfunctioning or the game was over because it kept going off and it kept going boom, mm, over and over. There was that many goals in rapid fashion yeah. in that third period. A five-goal third period. How far is that away from what was happening going into the pause? It's night and day. It really is. Daytime, the goal, the, nighttime. Yeah, exactly. The Golden Knights are, like right now, 
they're they're finding pockets within a game where they're able to score, but it's not just one goal. It's 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 two and three at a time. You, you saw it in in Minnesota in the second period. You saw it obviously last night or yesterday, I suppose, uh, in in the third period. This team is able to kind of smell blood and just take teams out, and and I like to see that. So they scored five straight against Nashville. Yep. After allowing the first goal, scored first in Minnesota and poured it on mm-hmm. and won five one. Yesterday was a two one game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't coming as easy as it did in stretches on the road. I really appreciated how they stuck to their game. There wasn't any cheating. Uh, there shouldn't have been any frustration, but I, I didn't see any of that either. But they really stayed dialed in and locked in to the structure part of the game. Mm-hmm. They all played Anaheim yesterday, but they didn't get away from everything and cause any type of big uh, presence in their zone for, for Anaheim. Long stretches of Anaheim possession. There's chances. There's strong breakaway. There's 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 opportunities because we know Anaheim's going to get their, their looks. Whether mm-hmm. they're up 2-1 yep. or down 9-2, yep. they're going to get their looks because they love their, their cookies. The, the part about staying true to the game when things weren't coming as easier as they did early in the week was really encouraging to me. I, I love the way that the Golden Knights approached it as a 60-minute game and not looking to make a play or cheat the, the offense or cheat the game in any way. Uh, it was really who was going to break first. Was it the Golden Knights in, in the way that they wanted to execute, or was it John Gibson? And it was John Gibson. I thought Gibson played really well, and then the Golden Knights were able to wear him down. And when they wore him down, the goals came quickly. The Ducks' defense vanished incredibly quickly, and the Golden Knights were able to put five on the board in the third period. So did Gibson give up a bad goal yesterday? <sighs> I I don't know that he did. I, I, I mean, maybe the Abadio play, the game's over at that point. Goals like, you'd like to play differently, sure. but that's different than a bad goal. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, you give Michael Abadio that much time, the guy's got just phenomenal individual skill, especially in tight. Or I, I don't know. I don't think that he did. Wasn't crazy about the Howden shot where it went. I thought he could have played that over to the other side, but I think mm-hmm. he was leaning, thinking Howden was going to the uh, to the glove side on on the shot. But the play that that Howden and Kolasar and Wah made oh, was was spectacular. They they're not. Yesterday was one of those ones where they scored some pretty good goals. Mm-hmm. It was all well executed plays. Yeah, and and not a lot on the rush, right? And for the Golden Knights, I think that's going to be one of the things that a lot of people are looking at going into this stretch drive in the season is we know that they can score on -on two-on-ones. We know that they can do some damage when when they get breakaway opportunities. The creation in zone from the Golden Knights last night was fantastic. I, I love the way that they were able to find seams and and really wear down with a forecheck, with a cycle, disrupt things. And then all of a sudden, they were able to get the puck into the middle of the ice, and they were able to get great scoring chances because of it. That's the type of play you want to see from Vegas. In zone offense. Yeah, 100%. That, that's what they did yesterday. The first goal is Paul Cotter scores. Uh 
awesome in-zone offense, mm-hmm. and, and it carried through. Uh, Brett Howden was a cycle play yep. with great rotation between those those three players. Uh, I'm going to have our producers and our tape ops really break that down for us on Thursday night in the pregame show mm-hmm. because I think it's fascinating how it's like a triangle that just turns. If you saw the Super Bowl yesterday and the one of the ads on the triangle, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it just turned. That's where I got the idea. Yeah. Actually, I was watching that ad going, <laughs> look at look at the way that's, uh, that's going. But the but they just turn and they cycle the puck, and uh, it was uh, movement without the traditional movement side. And then you have uh, the likes of um, Matteo's goal in in zone offense, uh, Carrier's goal in zone offense, Kessel's goal, uh, a, a bounce in front in, in zone offense. Jack Eichel mm-hmm. makes the play, uh, who who also started the play on the Cotter goal yep. to open the scoring yeah. with, with the takeaway. I love that. They didn't score on the three-on-one that Petrangelo had the chance. Uh, the early two-on-one that Carrier had. Mm-hmm. They didn't score on those. It was all manufactured offense off themselves. And 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 just kind of being dogged on the puck, right? Like the, the, the Shea Theodore goal. It's Michael Amadio digging a puck out, making a really controlled play, finding Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore jumping into the ice that's there and just absolutely hammering a puck. The Golden Knights were hungrier. In the offensive zone, they were just so on the puck and making those types of plays. And, and when they play that way, they're hard well, to beat. Anaheim folded. Well, right? they did in the, in the third period. Let let's it, it say to, it what it is. It got to three to one. They were done. They folded. But there's no reason why you can't pile it up against I, them. And I, that that was encouraging. What we saw the Nashville game. You got that to a certain point. And you didn't let them hang around mm-hmm. at three one. You you put a couple of extra in, and it became a no doubter. Minnesota, same thing. You scored those back to back goals on consecutive shots against Mark Andre Fleury and chase him. It makes a no doubter. Yesterday, for the second time in a week, they score in consecutive shots. That's hard to do <laughs> to score on back to back shots in, in the National Hockey League. But they made that a no doubter yesterday. Yeah, and. You're you're right on the money there. The Anaheim Ducks at three one were done. Yeah, and I love the fact that the Golden Knights put four more in the in the back of the net. I don't know how John Gibson didn't snap a stick. So the Carrier goal to me was the most egregious of all of them. When you look at it from from like John Gibson didn't give up on that game. His defense in front of him absolutely yeah, did. Carrier. And the Carrier goal was was proof in point. If I'm John Gibson. He was wide open. What do you, what do you do there? The pass was there, and it was almost like Chandler Stevenson was embarrassed by it. It's like, oh, he's wide open. I, I get it. Like, I can't do I this. I got to give it to him. Uh, no, nobody's there. I'll wait a second. No, still nobody's there. I'll, I'll send it over to him. And then finally they, they put it in. Yeah. But I don't know whether – I'd love to be able to sit down and talk to, to Johnny uh, a little bit about what's going through his head. Mm-hmm. Does he want out? Would he take an escape from that? Uh, I don't know too many teams. Like Vegas, salary cap, are you adding up front? Are you, I, I, Gibson's got term left. So I don't think you're bringing him into Vegas given the, the term that's left on his contract and what they've got surrounding with, with Logan Thompson and mm-hmm. uh, and thinking that uh, and hoping that, that he'll progress into a full-time National Hockey Laker and with the salary uh, that's at plays there with, with Logan Thompson and John Gibson, 
I don't see that happening here, and I don't see anybody else that's that's desperate for a six million dollar guy in, in John Gibson. He might be stuck there, to be perfectly honest, and and maybe he's made his peace with that. Yeah, that's that's the wild thing about it is you've got six point four for four more years right. beyond this season, which isn't a bad contract. I mean, if you believe in the goalie, it's not. But how many teams are looking for that? I don't know. And the further you get away from his playoff runs, yeah. when he was there with Anderson, yeah. and they would they would ham and egg it a, a little bit. Yeah. Like they had some deep runs. They got to conference yeah. finals. But the further you get from that, the further he's playing meaningful hockey games. And that creates a, a little bit of suspectness in it. I, I'm I'm my Duva stat of the day yesterday. And Dan does a phenomenal job when it comes to stats that give you context. That was the 14th time that he's allowed five or more goals in a start this year. Yeah. But he played 59 but shots the, the game before, and he faced uh, 39 yesterday. But he's, been, he's, he's, he's doing everything he can. I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe he has made peace with it. Maybe he knows that there's not any well, I any just saw way him out. watching the the reaction after goal after goal. And I don't care who you are, yeah. but somebody scores five on you in one period, there's some blood pressure rising sure. during that. And I was looking for the stick snap. I think it's more disbelief. Like, it, I cannot believe it happened again. And and again, after the Will Carrier goal, he was on he was on one knee. He was on one knee looking around. And even at that point, his defense still didn't try to cover the middle of the ice. Like it, I, I don't even I don't even know what you do if you're John Gibson in that situation. I just don't. And it's not gonna get any better. Even if you bring in a Connor Bedard, even if you win the lottery, it's not going to make this team suddenly start playing defense. Well, Zegers doesn't play any defense. Yeah, oh, well, he also doesn't stop talking either. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's a frustrated kid, too. They, that's a real worry there. They've got some yeah. great talent, yeah. amazing talent. Mm-hmm. Like, guess Love retires. Whose team is it? It's not Cam Fowler's. No. I mean, I think it's probably Mason McTavish's at some point. No, it's, but not now. He's no, 20 years now. old. Right, exactly. I think like, that's that's your building block, though. More so team, than Trevor Zegers. But who's who's going to make Mason, make Zegers, make Troy Terry, all these guys play the right way? Well, it should be Troy Terry, right? But he wasn't playing yesterday. But 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 the the idea is somebody's got to take ownership of that team. Yeah. And I don't know whether the person exists on that team. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where, where's Shattenkirk in this? Where's Where's Silverberg? I mean, those are guys who are seasoned NHL veterans and you know in Silverberg's case he's been there forever you know I, maybe he just doesn't have that in him but right. but you're right I mean it's 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 kind of like a, a the Titanic watching the captain run around in circles as it like given, an iceberg. given the pre, given the pedigree right Adam Henrique would probably be the guy that, that makes the most sense kind of where he came from yeah understanding how what it takes to play winning hockey scored but a massive goal I, I just don't know happening. I don't know the dynamics of that room yeah. but it's it's lost. Zegris leads their team in points. He's yeah. by far their most skilled player. He's out there trying things that you'd never expect to be trying uh, in a game with, that's that's still within reach. Mm-hmm. And then 
doubles down by still trying that stuff in a game that you're down <laughs> five two and six two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's minus twenty four going into into yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't so, good. So uh, I don't know what uh, what did he end up yesterday on a uh, on a plus minus standpoint. Oh, he was even. He was well, even. So he's still at uh, minus uh, minus twenty four. Uh, I just I, th- I think they're a little bit lost. I don't want to get too far into the Anaheim <laughs> thing, uh, but they they got just bullied out of the rink yesterday yep. from a skill standpoint and execution standpoint. Uh, let's take a break. When we continue, we'll set up our number two. Game rating is on the way, plus one-timers and some trade talk percolating. I love that word. It's If you've seen what coffee urn where it just pops up and it's boiling, it's, it's, it's hot. You know it's good stuff. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. What do we got going on here? Little De La Soul. One of the uh, members passed away yesterday. Um... So, tribute to uh, De La Soul, one of my favorite hip-hop groups ever. Didn't make you for a hip-hop guy. I like oh. the old-school stuff. Old-school hip-hop. Not really new stuff. You never saw vintage uh, Chapman and the Chaps thing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a He's win a real for one. me. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's a... I got a break. The the, the roof down, some some Run DMC blaring. I can't, I I like can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. I'll tell you that. You guys know T Pain? Yes. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm going to see him tonight. You are? Really? Yeah. Oh, is he going to be at the yeah, uh, VGK Gala? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cool stuff. You're going to collab with him? Oh, you should. What would that song look like? I had Gordon give me some insight into some tracks. Oh, you don't know? No. But he's, he's fond of bartenders. There's I don't, a I don't few- get that. There's a you don't, few you different. Don't, you uh, don't get that reference. No, nope. <laughs> a few different tracks that are pretty good. His songs are <sighs> like Taylor Swift in a way. They're from real life. Oh yeah, just less of the breakup part. Lived experiences yeah. for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, that that's about as close as the the comparison gets. It's real life. <laughs> yes, but but it's much different life. It's. It's very honest and open songwriting, that's for sure. 5 a.m. Love it. I'm um, going to take some of that in uh, tonight. We got uh, hour number two coming up. <laughs> One-timers and game rating from the 7-2 win on the way on Fox Sports Las Vegas.